0: Sponsored by the UCD Innovation Academy. You're listening to An Entrepreneur Like You with Dr. Lolly Mansi.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Lolly and you're listening to An Entrepreneur Like You. I'm an entrepreneur and a lecturer in UCD's Innovation Academy and I teach entrepreneurship, innovation and creativity. And I believe that entrepreneurs are both born and made. In this series, we won't be talking to the Elon Musks and the Richard Bransons of this world. We'll be talking to people just like you. Welcome to the September edition of An Entrepreneur Like You with me, Dr. Lolly. Well, back to school time. Of course, our wonderful monsoon summer seems to be over for now and we'll see where we go. And my guest this month is the amazing Yvonne Redden. Hi, Yvonne.
0: Hello, Lolly. How are you? Monsoon summer, that's gas. Exactly. A good description of it for sure.
1: Oh, it's been quite exhausting, hasn't it? But you know, let's let's just look, we'll be future focused. Yes. Let's just look forward. So um, back to school uh, and everything's in a frenzy at the moment. What does that mean for you, getting everything
0: back to school? It's a happy frenzy for me, Lolly. Yeah. Um, my kids went back today, the 30th, so a day before everyone, I think. Um, it is just, I feel my freedom is back. <laughs> Time to work properly and schedule yeah. meetings and now I can get back on track. It's been topsy turvy all summer with the children as well. Yeah, it's. Work. I mean, it's,
1: it's not just tough with the weather. It is. It is, it is yeah. tough for 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 all working parents. I think to kind of. I mean, I think. If I'm right, the reason we have these long summer holidays is because we used to have our children working in the fields agriculturally, so yeah. they had to help out at home. And of course, we haven't changed the schooling curriculum system since then. Yeah. Um, but it's it's utter madness for people to try I and think manage. It should be
0: changed, really. It is. Yeah. I mean, secondary schools have three months lolly. Yeah. I'm not there yet. Mine are still in primary, but three months. Yeah. I mean, I loved it when I was a kid, but. If you've got children at home and you're trying to work, it's just chaos.
1: I think also with you know with leave being probably around the twenty day mark for most people, you know it's it's incredibly difficult. That's where the summer camp business comes from, of course. Expense
0: of time. Yeah, it is.
1: It's a tough time. Mm. And so, so tell me a little bit about why you think that I've asked you to come on the radio today.
0: (laughs) Well, firstly, I know it's an entrepreneur like you. It is. It's a show, and I always feel I, I thought about this a lot the last while because. I never really felt like an entrepreneur per se. Yeah. I I maybe I'm more like of an ideaspreneur or a servicespreneur. I don't mm. know. Because I know entrepreneurs who look for opportunities in everything around them. I don't know whether I'm an entrepreneur like that. I yeah. feel I, I get ideas but I still stay with the same kind of profession which is writing uh, books. I don't know like
1: That description. I didn't didn't necessarily think you're you're on it there in terms of that definition because an entrepreneur will build businesses in an area where they have a skill set, Yeah, you know. So, I mean, that's not to say that you have to be a tech founder to start a tech business. You don't. You can find people that are highly skilled with with a great idea. But I think it's more the idea of curiosity and creativity Mm. and building something from scratch for me. I'm
0: definitely all those things anyway. (laughs) And keep building and building, building blocks, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. tell,
1: tell us a little bit about yeah. about what what made our paths cross. Because actually, one of the reasons I, I brought you in today is because there was we had a meeting before you even started in the Innovation Academy, and it was here in Dundrum. And uh, somebody brought you in to meet me, and then you came and you did my course, and that was Wendy Stunt. That's course. right. Yeah. So so I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about your trajectory because you came into the innovation academy at a certain juncture in your life and we'll get up to that bit but like mm. what was it that you know we would need to know about your early years to realize of the to realize why you are here right now and i'm mm. talking to you about entrepreneurialism what do we need to know about little Yvonne?
0: yeah and and it's funny because i had a lovely article i wrote last weekend in the irish daily mail yeah and it's called This Life with Yvonne Red. It's a section and I had put in for it about six months ago. Mm. And there was no slot until last Saturday. And I was like, it's miles away. But it, actually, I went to sit down. She said, write about whatever you want. Yeah. And it just all ran out of me of how I began as a hairdresser, you know. And I had dreams of being a designer in school, actually. But I just couldn't draw a lolly. I was useless. And I think my, my creativity came from words and describing things, mm. stories. If I was to go way back, it would be school. I loved the essays. I loved the English part of school. But I mean, I failed my leave cert, yeah. you know, and I went on and did hairdressing when I left school. But I was doing it when I was 14 because my mother was like, you have to get an apprenticeship. You need this job. And she was right. Right. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad I did and i think the storytelling probably started there listening to people in the salon i mean my god I, there's some stories in the hair, in hairdressing salons yeah. that's for sure yeah yeah and i think i i liked chatting to people i i probably had a good way you have your own clients you build up that kind of relationship and mm. that connection with your clients and i mean from then i went on to australia and i did hairdressing over there i did a huge community of nurses the irish nurses over there in, in from a hospital. What age you when you first went to Australia? I was 25. Wow, okay. So my friends were all going there and I was like, I'm going over, I want to see what it's all about. Mm. It was time to get out of Dublin. It was a heavy scene of raves and the scene, I just needed to get away and try something new. The 90s? It was the 90s. <laughs> yeah. I went in 1996, 25. My, my partner at the time, was he, he wasn't really sure about going, but he came because I got in on my, my hairdressing. Yeah, of you course. Know, and he came in on that. So... The hairdressing has really, really stood uh, the time, you know. It's been a really good profession to begin with. And I still like it, you know. I still dip in and out, doing hair for friends and stuff. When, you, when you're
1: 14 mm. and you're starting in a hair salon, are you sweeping? What are you, what are you doing? That's all, yeah. yeah. You're
0: doing the towels. I mean, I continues. So I can count hundreds of towels a day. Having them all tidy, sweeping <laughs> hair, watching, yeah. you know, and learning the trade on the floor, like hands on. Did you go to to a training school as, as yeah. well as be in the salon? There was yeah. class at night time and then there was a school in Dublin in Petermark. They have a yeah. training centre in North Earl Street. Big exam at the end. You needed 10 models, all different styles. It was full on. I'll never forget. It was so um, nerve wracking. Yeah. But they're very strict. And, but it, it, it was it was good. You needed that strictness, mm. you know, and I mean, it's, I loved being in town and seeing all the different styles and I had that, I loved the fashion. See, the fashion came back in there and, mm. and I couldn't be a fashion designer because I couldn't draw, but I think I went the other way and went the head route way, yeah. did, did it through hairdressing because yeah. I, I was a colorist and I loved doing all sorts of things with colours and everything and, mm. I, and I brought that to Australia then and built up a nice little business there.
1: And uh, let's go back to the idea mm. when, you know, when your mom sort of told you, you know, you, you've got to go and get a trade. I mean, that's the way it works, right? It's 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 school and potentially college for some yeah. at that time. And if it's not, it's a trade. We've kind of gone full circle back to that yeah. now with the new apprentices, apprenticeship yeah. scheme, which I think is really has been needed for a very long time. Yeah that's being rolled out and a kind of this idea as well that sort of, you know, in Ireland now, education is more, less about the academics and more about your sort of overall education yeah, preparing you for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, in, in taking a trade like that, I mean, I often think there's actually some... Some of my contemporaries did probably better than us that went to college because they were became plumbers and carpenters and they had something that would see them through, you know, mm. good, good, honest work. Whereas a lot of academics end up, you know, people go through college and they're still unemployed years later.
0: You yeah. Know? And I think we didn't have a choice really years yeah. ago. I mean, I'm going back to the 1980s. Yeah. 1988, it was either go to accounting college or go to hairdressing. That was the two choices we mm. all had in school. My sister did. She was good with figures and went on to run a business. I wasn't. Yeah. So I was hairdressing. and most of my friends were hairdressers. Yeah. Because that was the you only had two choices and there was no we, we couldn't afford to go to college. My parents, you would have had to pay a lot of money to go to college. It mm. wasn't an option. Yeah. We weren't even given that option, Lally. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas now you have that option. I studied later on in life. I mean, I wasn't really ready, I think, for studying when I was 17, 18. Yeah. Had no interest. I just wanted to make money, work and just have fun. You know, like any normal 17, 18 year old. I mean, I think it was
1: Oscar Wilde that said, you know, um, youth is wasted on the young. I think education is sometimes <laughs> wasted on the young. Oh, it and is. by that, I mean that when you when you come back to college as a mature student, not only do you all sit in the front, because I've been to lecture theatres <laughs> as a lecturer and like everyone's in the <laughs> yeah. front taking notes and everyone at the back's on TikTok, you know, so yeah. uh, you know, you're know so you you're funny. paying attention because it matters, you know, oh, and you have no. that kind of yeah. educating Rita moment where you just walk in and go, how am I at university
0: when I'm in my 40s, 50s, 60s? I couldn't agree you more. Know? And I wasn't ready at all. But when I came back from Australia in 2005, I had a broken marriage. My mother has Alzheimer's. My dad had throat cancer. I had a little three-year-old kid. I was back in the attic in my mother's house after living in paradise. I was like, how did I get here? And thinking, oh, my God, I need something to get me out of this hole.
1: Because I was
0: in a hole, my own hole, you know, it's just life. And I always loved newspapers. And there was a course in Dunleary College, DFEI. I went down there and signed up for a year, a journalism course for a year, which turned into a two-year course, which turned into a five-year course and a degree. Yeah. So the, and the teachers were all my age. I was 34, 35 yeah. when I signed up to do the course. And I absolutely loved it. And it saved me yeah. mentally getting through all the stuff at home and getting through my own mental stuff, getting, fitting back into life in Dublin. It saved me for sure. And the teachers are still pals now. Yeah. they they were a bit younger than me but similar ages and i was down the back in the first couple of classes and then i went up the front like yeah. what you described there yeah and i just devour- i found my call and lolly i really yeah. did yeah i loved yeah. it i loved it
1: and um i mean the so it's it's so true because <laughs> i was just thinking some of the people i'm currently sort of around and uh, and and they would be now in their 50s and they're saying you know <laughs> how have i not got everything I was meant to have right now, you know, how am I still starting again? How am yeah. I still at this position? I still don't own a house. I still don't, you know, all of these things you expect you will end up. This I've never idea, owned a house, so yeah. I'm, I'm th- still renting this, yeah. <laughs> this idea that by 30, 40, 50, yeah. there are certain things, certain milestones you will have hit. Yeah. And when you don't hit them or when you kind of come back around or, you know, life does deal you some stuff, you know, some, t- some
0: tough things. But why do we have to conform to all that that's Agreed. there? I don't think You don't have to have a house. You don't have to have a kid by the time you're 30. Of course. The pressure we put on ourselves. Yeah. I don't conform. I don't think, I don't like to conform to all them normal things that everyone else conform to. We don't have to. I love the guy on Instagram, Lolly. I don't know whether you've seen him. Simon Squibb. Yes. Right. And he, I I listen to him and I love what he does. He, he helps people follow their dreams. Yeah. And he goes, you, you know, Making money is about taking risks. It's not about the big house or the big car. He had a Porsche. He was homeless. I think we don't have to conform. You know, you build the life that you want, if you can, if you can. I'm Mm -hmm. lucky now, but it's taken me 30 years, you know, 20, 30 years to get to where I wanted to be back in my 20s. But maybe I needed to have all that life experience first, to you know, to be able to handle what's coming. And hopefully there's lots more to come, you know. Well, I mean we we talk about this sort
1: of you know this this time in our sort of late 40s early 50s perhaps of sort of you know the the word the term second spring which really irritates me yeah, I hate me. that, like, that I word hate it yes, so do I. and I'm just like god I, I don't even know if I had the first one yet you know it's kind of like <laughs> the second spring it, it just it feels like it's it's too jovial it's like you know it almost takes away from the fact that you know you've 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 had to cl- you've had to claw your way up back up mm. you know and it's it's difficult and it's 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 life is complicated and I think that when we are dealt blows like the you know the the end of a marriage or you know the or losing a business or losing parents and all of those things um there's not enough talk about what that process feels like or what how that can impact you I think I think you know it's sort of a almost that it's just part of the the tapestry of your life, and you should just be fine with it. And these things are absolutely devastating, yeah, you know, it really and, held and, me back, yeah. yeah, absolutely. and And you've then got to figure out, okay, mm. i'm I'm meant to be older and wiser and and, and now I'm just older <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and and how do i how do, how do i how do I navigate when especially when you're the sandwich generation, which is yeah. between younger children and older parents? Yeah. You know, everyone I know is tired. You know, but I don't want to go. I don't want this to all go negative. But I, I think what we, you know, what we're really talking about here is, is 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 resilience,
0: and it's a it's a much and patience, like overused word,
1: patience with yourself, patience, because, compassion as well. You know,
0: and it, no, it's not a negative thing talking about sandwich years because I had my first son at thirty one in Australia. I came back, my marriage broke down. I met another man years later, and I actually when I finished my journalism degree and got my parchment. A couple of months later, I was pregnant with twins. Wow. I was 41 years of age. And I was like, "I my journalism experience will not be happening at the yeah. moment in a newsroom. That's, and like, what was the point in going through all five years? Because I went to DIT after DFEI. I loved it. And I was like, OK, right, this is what's dealt to me now. Yeah. And I have my twins. They're nearly 10 now. And... I couldn't do anything till they were age 5. I had to get up to that age to get them yeah. to school. So I had to just the newsroom bubble became the baby bubble of nappies, of bottles, of no sleep. Twins, twins in their 40s and, are and a so. 12 common. year old. 12 year old to get through <laughs> secondary school yeah. as well. So Yeah. That was a really really tough time. That was one of my lowest times I would say in my life. Incredibly it's, besides difficult. coming back from Australia, that was a low one because the twins dad disappeared as well when they were very young. Wow. So I was left, I'm a single mom a long time now, and yeah. it's like 20 years nearly, so I don't know what it's like to have that other person there, having yeah. her back, having that soundboard to talk things through to, I don't know what it's like. So, I mean, my friends would be my soundboard, yeah. you know, and maybe sometimes you don't need that other partner. I've managed okay on my own, yeah. you know, sometimes, I don't know, but like the twins were born and I had to wait and wait. My whole life is just waiting that's why the patience is a big one for me. Yeah. I think I've got good patience. I think so at this stage. You know, when they went to school age five, I was looking into what can I do with this journalism degree? Because I didn't want to waste all that work I put into it. Yeah. Because it was tough. It's tough doing a thesis, tough doing all the, the exams and everything. I really struggled. I scrambled because I'm not very academic. I had to scramble to get those, those results. Yeah. Um, and then I, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I went back to my teachers in DFEI and I said, could I teach what I've just been learning in journalism and creative writing and kind of come in and do communications? Mm. They go, yes, but you need to get qualification equivalent to the teaching one, which was uh, my degree in NCI, which I signed up to do, got accepted and I ended up doing my placement in DFEI. It was incredible. Amazing. It was like a full circle yeah, to where yeah, I began yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 years later. Yeah. And my, my, my teachers from DFEI were my peers that were helping me. Brilliant. They were helping me. Oh, it was just incredible. So it's all meant to be. I believe in manifestation. I really mm. do. Ask Wendy. I have a vision board. I do it every January and I look at it. Things have come through already. I really believe in manifesting. What you want. And I think all this was manifested years ago, unbeknown to me, but it's all happening now. It's weird. Again, I can't explain.
1: Yeah, I, no, I, I totally get it. And I, I think, you know, you're going back to that idea of the tapestry of all the yeah. different threads that are woven. And we don't know what the tapestry will look like. We don't know like what it means. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it does
0: make sense in oh, the end. Yeah. I mean, I remember going to a friend of ours, Alana Kirk. When I came back from Australia, I went to lots of different workshops and just learning. How do I get, how do I be a writer? How do I get into that whole circle? Can I write? And I remember going to Alana Kirk's workshop. She did it on memoir. Mm. And I just loved the memoir. I loved writing about real stories. Yeah. I'm not a fiction writer. I don't think I am anyway. I don't know. But um, memoir was my thing. And I'll never forget that class. And I said it to her years later. Everyone was crying. We were writing things from the heart. And I just think I knew then I needed to write memoir or go down that lines of telling people's stories which is where I am at this stage, doing all that now, you know, interviewing people who have extraordinary stories, you know, similar to what you're doing here. Like just interviewing <laughs> normal people. Yeah. They're the ones with the stories, I think. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's,
1: it's incredible. I mean, if I was to say, you know, if you were to say to your childhood self, you know, at some point, it's, the road is going to be rocky and there's going to be some yeah. undulations, but at some point, you're going to be a storyteller and do exactly what you wanted to do when you were a kid.
0: Would you have believed it? I hope so.
1: Yeah. I hope so.
0: Yeah. I've written a letter to myself from when I was 18. I wrote a letter to myself when I turned 50. I wrote a letter to my 18-year-old self. I put it up as a post on LinkedIn. Yeah. And it really did well. I think it resonated with a lot of people. Yeah. I don't know, would you? I think I'd still do the same things and make the same mistakes, Lolly. I think I would listen to my gut more. Yeah. You know, about people and about situations I think I would definitely, but I, I would have still travelled and gone to Australia. Um, I think I would have changed. I don't know. It's hard to know, isn't it? It's hard to know. Absolutely fascinating.
1: And we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to delve into what happened when you came to college.
0: (laughs) Your community radio for South Dublin. Dublin South FM. Welcome
1: back to An Entrepreneur Like You. And my guest today is Yvonne Reddin. So, just there in the break, we were talking about vision boards. Who's on yours for this year?
0: Oh, Tommy Tiernan. Tommy Tiernan. Tommy's right. And he's looking at me and he's kind of winking. He has that look in his eye (laughs) as if to go, I'm waiting for you. And I I say to my friend all the time, I'm going to sit in that chair one day, Wendy. I was going to sit on the late, late show chair, but I obviously poor Ryan is gone. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, Tommy's on it and I have lots of travel. I've done a lot this year traveling and my book is on it there. I, I, des- I self-published a book last year as well, Lolly. What's it called? It's called Talk, Learn, Connect. It's on Amazon and, and details of it are on my website, yvonredden.com. And it's interviews. I'll go back a little bit just to explain where mm. Talk, Learn, Connect came from, if you don't mind. Um. In 2020, the pandemic, I met Wendy about five years ago and Wendy had the business brain that I didn't have. Yeah. And this is what led me to your course. So it all, it all, it'll all, all come into the, the conversation. And I said to Wendy, I said, Wendy, I need to do this, do that. I want to get in this circle. I want to meet these people. How do I do it? Mm. And we met up. We had a meeting, a business meeting, not a friend meeting. And she goes, OK, change this, get off that. This isn't good. And I sat there and I took it all in. And she guided me to LinkedIn, where I built up a huge network there now. Yeah. Well, it's getting there, it takes time. It does, yeah. But that's my uh, platform of choice for sharing all my stuff I do. Yeah. As, lo- as well as the other ones. I mean, as a writer and PR, I need to be on everything. Mm. But LinkedIn would be my favorite platform.
1: Yeah, mine too. And I think that's come as a surprise mm. to, to some people how, it is. how, how interconnected it is. And I, there's, there's definitely some improvements that can be made in there, you know, in terms of sort of it's still being used uh, potentially for a lot of people as sort of, and 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 somewhere where you can lean into a more personal connection, not just business, and it yeah. should just stay just business. Um, but at the same time, also the ability to connect with people is phenomenal through LinkedIn.
0: Global, it's know? just incredible. Yeah. The connections I have, I've just you would I wouldn't have ever have imagined it. I mean. I built up a lovely connection with a friend during the pandemic, Conal Creedon of the Creedon family. He's down in Cork. Like we we have chats and we talk about writing and self-publishing. I go down and visit him like if I can once a year, just to pop in and say hello, which I did a couple of weeks ago. Brilliant. It's I never would have imagined being friends with somebody like him, you Mm. know, and lots of other people as well. But he would be one of my standouts that I've met during the pandemic. Very supportive. He knows the industry. He's very gives me lots of advice and tips and everything and these people know what they're talking about because they're in the business a long time of yeah. writing, of books so I listen to everything I, I take everything on board, critical or not I don't take offence to things mm-hmm. like Wendy really put me wide, I, some of it was like okay, okay, you know but I had to listen, this, this lady, one entrepreneur of the year, she knows what she's talking about and yeah. guided me in the right way, which was LinkedIn and I started my business then in 2020 in the yeah. pandemic, yeah. right at the be- the, at the beginning. And I began from there networking and connecting and building up that that business.
1: Yeah. And I think, there. you know, people often forget that Ireland is still only five and a half million people. You know, we're very small and certainly in the entrepreneurial space, it's tiny and, and for yeah. women even tinier. And if you're a woman of color, even smaller, you know, so it's it's kind of in ever decreasing circles. Um, I was at a talk this morning for a tech founder. I love the name of it. Founder yeah, isn't good. founder. Um, and we were we were, we were were talking about some of the challenges, you know, and and, you know, women are being told all sorts of crazies like, you know, uh, there was a post recently on LinkedIn about someone was told that they should um, bring a man with them when they went for VC funding, you know, mm. and all sorts of madness like yeah. this. And This is not the 1950s. You know, you can hold your own. You can be a solo founder. Um, you know, it's entirely up to you how you design your life and what you mm. decide to do with it. But we are working with a, a you know, the a, a, a playing field is a little stacked, you know, um, yeah. in, in in terms of who gets funding and what gets looked at. But I, I'm a firm believer in not trying to pander to the system, but just changing it ourselves. And but just even the
0: word "found," her, yeah, lead her, yeah, her is in there. The yeah. woman. It's a yeah. woman, not a man. It's not lead man, yeah. It's lead her, leader, yeah. yeah. You know, if you, there's a play in words. I love playing in words. History and herstory. It's, it, you <laughs> know, like leaders. Lots of people I look up to, they're all women. Mm. A lot of them now. Look, at They're not all women. I'm not going to be. I don't want to come across as sexist, but. A lot of the women. But I, I put up a lot of journalist requests. I'm writing for a couple of newspapers and stuff now on LinkedIn. And I do put out for men and women to answer. And it's usually the women mm. that come. I, I don't know what it is. The topics maybe. There's still that, that thing around men not being as open as women. Yet they get them top jobs that we need to be at. Mm. The women. It'll change. It's, it's, Ireland is a slow Slow pace for change. It's a, it's a very tough place.
1: Yeah, just generally at the moment, you know, a lot of a lot. Of, we have, you know, inordinately high numbers of of male suicide, unfortunately, and yeah. they're even higher in the uh, gay and then the trans community, even higher than that. You know, so we've we've a lot of work to do still. Yeah in terms of our emotional connection, in terms of people talking to her, that you can see this from the some of the successes like the men's sheds and places yeah. for people to go. You Incredible. know, we all have the same needs, which is to be seen, heard and loved, yeah. you know, and, at the end of the day. And 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 being able to express yourself is is of huge, huge importance. Yeah,
0: the men's sheds are going to take off now, but it's taken a while. Yes. Women will always talk more and be more open. It's just, I don't know, it's a natural thing. I see it with my twins, mm. the girls and boys. There's a difference although my son is very open more so than my daughter it's switching maybe they're changing the generation is changing maybe well, i i would absolutely so. see that in my own
1: daughter i yeah. don't want to generalize you know a gen a gen z is like this or that just from you know, knowing a few up. people but they're, they're um there's no implied consent there's discussed consent they're very open they call out contradictions um they will call out the system for being wrong um are they're, they're feisty they're I think, feisty, but they're, yeah.
0: they're watching us as well, Lolly. Yeah. We're role modeling for them. Yeah. They don't just see these things themselves. They do a little bit, but a lot of it will be what they see from us, I think. Mm. And I think if we're open to all that, they will be. Mm. I think mm. I definitely try and instill that in my kids. Yeah. You know, they're in a, a school. We had to change schools last year because I moved. It's, there's no religion in it. Everyone does so many different cultures. My daughter knows a little bit of Islamic, you know, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, living in Australia, I suppose, that's where I would encourage it because I I was surrounded by different cultures, Yeah, particularly the Asian culture. I did get a bit of a shock one time being on a bus and I was the only non-Asian person. I'll never forget it, you know, but it's the way it is now. Ireland's changing and it needs to change. Yeah. Because it's going to get bigger. Yeah. And more multicultural. So the kids will be used to that. We wouldn't have seen, in our school years ago when I was a kid, if a foreign kid came in or whatever, someone a different colour, like it yeah. would have been a huge thing. Yeah. Now it's not at all. Well, I moved I to Ireland like
1: 21 years ago yeah. and um, it was monocultural from what I could see, you yeah. know, to the, to the largest extent. And 20 years later, it, it's it's starting to change. So, you know, in terms of, 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 hearing, of hearing voices, you know, and, and obviously, as you know, I'm sort of more involved now in... In terms of, of, you know, academically, I'm going more towards um, the tech side of things. I think it's, you know, it's it's inevitable that we are working across more, you know, digital platforms and I'm sort of leaning at the moment into upskilling myself as much as possible and sort of ethical AI. And I, I think that that's because there are so many voices not heard in that discussion, mm. you know, and not only are we've got, you know, 50% of the world in digital darkness, but we also have... Those people making discussions about our future and and how we will live in terms of te- our our you know our interaction with technology, and they tend to be all white males, and this is this is very worrying because mm. of course there's you know there's what we need in every discussion is 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 a great deal more of diverse you know diverse stories and narratives and 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 sort of, it's not enough even just to look at algorithmic bias. We need to look at you know who, whose voices. Are not heard, and I think in terms of technology at the moment it is specifically the older generation who are feeling very isolated. Yeah. And if we do move towards a more cashless society, that's going to have a very big impact. Oh, huge. You know?
0: I mean, we talked about this in college. You, mm. you, this has been a conversation that we've had in college as yeah. well, isn't it? And I think when I went to Australia, there was no such thing as WhatsApp videos. There was no Skype. There was no. It was letters by email home. Yeah. And I remember when email came out, and my mother had to learn it. I had to learn it. I went into the cafes to learn it. My mother learned it as well. She loved it. She loved learning. I think they will learn it if they have to. Yeah. And if it's made, that it's it's fun. You know, it's all about having fun. I mean, my mother was getting responses from me straight away in the email. I'd say, I'll be down at the cafe. you be there at the time difference. Yeah. And we could talk to each other. Yeah. You know, and I would have loved just have been able to see her on a video message. You know, yeah. the kids are so lucky now. We can talk to them. You yeah. can do Zoom. Zoom has changed the world. And Sky- Skype, I don't know if it's still there, is it? There's Google Meet and all these other ways of, of yeah. communication. So the older generation, I think it just has to be made simpler for them. Mm. Even for me, I mean, I take a while to learn new things, but once I get it, I get it. Mm. You know, it's it's a slow process. I think it's about making it easier. And show, show, don't tell is a big one for me. Mm. I have to be shown something. Yeah. I'm old fashioned like that. I like to learn by in a class. You know, I, Zoom classes are great, but I, I, I learn more by being in a class, I think. Let's talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So
1: you came into the grad cert in creativity, innovation, and entrepreneurship. I did. And did you have a business like, in mind before you came well, in?
0: Well, I had started my business in 2020. Yeah. I think that course was that 20? When was that? 21. I 21. Think, yeah. So it was in that year. So I was saying to my friend Wendy, I said, look, I have no idea how to do business. I have no brain for maths. No, what do I do? Where do I even start with this? I've got the ideas. I've got the creativity. How do I blend that together to make it work? Because you have to have both. You have to. You have to know a little bit even. Yeah. So she was saying, well, meet Lolly and, uh, go, you know, go on the course. And I got accepted, thankfully. And it was a game changer for me, Lolly. I didn't really want to do anything academically again, like the NCI postgrad to teach. That was full on learning, yeah. um, exams, projects, lots of writing and learning, and books. It was tough. I needed a break from that, so I was a bit apprehensive because mm. I thought it would be similar, but it wasn't. It was project based. I loved that. You know, I don't like uh, working in groups. Yeah, you know, you know, I was better on my own, but I I did like the groups. You know, because you have to you have to be able to. Collaborate. What was the so in the beginning of the course we we give you
1: host projects and you yeah. have to work on a real organizational we had the Wexbury problem? Vodka, Wex, Wexbury remember? vodka. So he was a young founder yeah. and uh, he started um is selling strawberries by the side of the road for his family business. Mark Kavner, Mark yeah. that's right. And then went on to create a strawberry vodka drink. Yeah. um at the tender age of 18 and 19, Incredible. coming out of UCD. And then has gone on to amazing, amazing things. Very recently, um, organizing a Wexford Festival and supporting yeah. there as well, which was one of the solutions you guys came That's up with. That's right. I think. Yeah,
0: that was so great.
1: All these years later, like kind of you know those ideas yeah. that you, you you fledgling students in your first couple of weeks came up with, are being implemented by real organizations and real
0: founders. And I loved that part. That was great mm. to do to be able to help. So it was real. You know, it wasn't a made-up story or a made-up character. We were helping these guys. Yeah. I found that incredible. And I think we all found what we were good at. And um, I learned so much. Canva became my new best friend. I love Canva. And it was great to see what people were good, their strengths and their weaknesses. Yeah. You know, and it really came out in a group and pulling each other out and helping each other up. Well to we get put over we put
1: line. you we put you into those groups randomly. Yeah. And I, I'm always fascinated by sort of how each group turns out. And and part of the remit of the group and going through a design sprint on an organizational mm-hmm. problem like that is to be creative and in, in disruptive in your solution. Yeah. So, you know, what what role, what what was it that surprised you about the role that you ended up playing? Because you weren't that confident to be in the group at the start.
0: No, I wasn't. And I think myself and Jan kind of took the role of the creative side in putting the presentation together. Mm. I think I, I got all the, gathered all the content, you know, I was kind of, I'd only started my business as a content writer, but it was all kind of, Leading up to this was what I was good at was gathering the content. Yeah. And that's the business now. It's content creation, you know, which, which makes sense now. Um, and the, <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally. It, and it does take time because you're yeah. not really sure what you, what you're good at and what you need to be yeah. doing. Yeah. You have to go off a little bit to come back. Yeah. And I did go off a bit and then I forgot what I was good at. Really, Lolly. But I found it just the last few months, it's. I kind of forgot about my journalism side, you know, Yeah. of writing for the papers. I went off track a little bit. Social media management it wasn't really my thing. I yeah. wanted to write about stories and lifestyle. And thankfully, that's what's all coming back to me now for work. Most of my work will be done through journalism now, Amazing. which is incredible. Yeah, You know, that's is. what I loved. That's where it began. Yeah. You do get sidetracked, though. You go, out like what you say, the squiggle. I always say the good, the bad and the squiggly. You know yeah. what I mean? You have to go off a little bit to see what works and what pays well. And as Margaret Hoctor says, don't be a busy fool. That still stands to me now. To this day, she was a brilliant um, facilitator. She's wonderful, yeah. In the course. but the course, And also a
1: fabulous entrepreneur herself with Amazingly. her Kilmullen Lamb. Yeah, yeah I know. I've met her a couple of times up She's there. down in Airfield, actually, just back right behind yeah. here, behind the radio station. She's great. Yeah. She's doing
0: other stuff now with candles and everything too, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. So the course really... Um, it helped me. I came into my own, though, I think, when I did did the singular part project. Yeah. I think I liked being in control. <laughs> That's probably the solopreneur or the self-employed yeah. thing trait in me, is it? I don't know. I think I worked better because I could do it all and make sure it was, it was perfect. I, I'd be very kind of precise about the way I like things, you know. What was the problem you were trying to solve in your business idea? The problem was marrying the two together, the yeah. business and the creativity. Yeah. How do I make it work and enjoy it? Yeah. Because the thoughts of business and having to learn all that about accountancy, do my own tax. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But that's what people are to know. delegate to. You don't have to actually do it yourself. You just I have like to know to your do numbers. do it, you see. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm terrible. I, I like to do it all myself. I have to learn how to divvy that out and I will. Because it does take up too much time,
1: yeah, and it stops you from doing other things. I'm a big fan of delegate the stuff that <laughs> that is tiresome. You know, uh, you 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 know, no, no woman is an island. You can't do it all yourself. Yeah. You know, do and and save your energy for the bits that light you up. Yeah. You know, the bits that and that obviously for you is the story right. part is hearing people's stories and, and then I love the research.
0: Yeah. I loved that part of the project, the research.
1: Right, we're gonna take a small break. And when we come back, I want to hear more about what's next.
0: Your community radio for South Dublin. Oh! Dublin South FM.
1: Welcome back to an entrepreneur like you. And so we're into our last segment now. And I always think that this last segment is kind of future focused. So you've got your mood board that you said in January. We've got Tommy Tiernan winking at you from it. <laughs> and we'll see, we'll see what the what the future holds in, in terms of that. What is happening for you at the moment? So you've talked about writing for some some other papers. Yeah. Um. And so that would be regular work, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is now. It's That's great. great. Yeah. Well done.
0: Yeah. What else is happening? So with my book last year, I turned that. There were interviews I did in the pandemic yeah. Um. to build my connections, to network. People were at home, so they couldn't say no. Lolly, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was a perfect opportunity. Captive audience. Exactly. 38 people, nothing to do. They answered those five questions by email, no problem. Yeah. So I designed all that, put it into a PDF and made it. A, and got my website up and running. Mm. They were all sitting there. I needed people to read these interviews. There was lots of stuff on mental health. You know, yeah. people with MS. There was authors. There was coaches, leadership. People needed to read these to see how people pivoted during the pandemic, yeah. how they survived illnesses, you know, grief. There was just too much there. So I said, I'm going to self-publish a book because I think if I went down the traditional route, it would have taken too long and I didn't want to be rejected. So I decided to do it myself, as I always do. Once I put my mind to something, I do it, you Mm -hmm. know. But I got it done and I tried to do it all myself and I couldn't get the design part of it done. So I went to an agency. He helped me finish it. He was one of the interviewees. So I used my connections and my network to get what I needed to help for help. And I helped them. I returned a favor. And my book was published before Christmas. And I was so proud of it. So I wanted to help people write books as well. So yeah. I have a ser- a service called the Story Angel Service. I was ghostwriting for a lady last year, earlier this year, um, ghostwriting her book. She mm-hmm. was terminally ill, wanted to write something before she died. I was going into the hospital to visit her, recording the interviews, writing it up. We got a couple of chapters done and she died, unfortunately. But she got what she wanted. I yeah. got it all off her chest. But I loved it and I wanted to do more. So that's where the Story Angel memoir service came from. I remember when,
1: from. when you went through a couple of different titles and when you picked that one, yeah. I was like, that's the one. Do that's you remember? I was like,
0: that's, it. Yeah. that's what it. That's what you are. Yeah, because I had changed, <laughs> rebranded to the Content Angel. That's it, yeah. And the Story Angel is a service from that, that yeah. I help people write books. So I, I think... There's stories. People are apprehensive about writing their life stories. You know, everyone is. There's a lot there. But you you, you don't have to share everything either. You can share what you want. It could be just for family. It doesn't have to be on Amazon. You know Agreed.
1: I think it's so beautiful.
0: Yeah, and of course you know that, something. You know,
1: I am doing it myself in the in in the other way in one of my businesses, which is in the funeral industry, because I would, would be oh, yeah. not only teaching people how to do funeral celebrancy, but I'm I'm active as a funeral celebrant. So I actually got a call from Massey's this morning to say uh, there was a lady who's terminal and I'm actually gonna go visit her tomorrow. Um, you know, so this is it's really important yeah. work and um I'm so grateful that I'm involved with this work because part of what we do is not just write the eulogy or the life tribute, but it is the, it is, it is sometimes a, a larger document, legacy. you know, the legacy. It is absolutely right. And who is recording our oral, his- oral history for
0: when us? Well, we're gone, you know, and there's nothing documented. Yeah. Who's going to know? We just disappear. Yeah. I think books, we have to do more books about our life. And yeah, I, I, I haven't promoted it enough, but it's there and I will. The time, I think it'll come around when the time's right you know, I think yeah. things happen when they're ready. At the moment, I'm building up my profile on it, with the papers, yeah. magazines. People will know that I'm the one that they can come to and tell their story. So maybe it's all that first. And then the story angel will will get bigger. Because I really do want to help people write their
1: books. I think it's it's fascinating. You know, I was, there I was in the headdresses about 10 days ago. And my hairdresser Jalene, give her a shout out in Redgar. She was she was. Uh, Thinking about writing my story, I'm like, oh, I know exactly the person you See? need to talk to. And she wants to write her story yeah. um based on the experiences that she had, which will help other people. She's had a tough time.
0: A hairdresser. You
1: know, so. and she's a hairdresser. So so you know, isn't the universe strange that it's sort of it, it does over and over again yeah. show these things up? And I, I think that what I get out of doing the oral histories for people is that that I get to go into the hospice, um, mainly the one in Harold's Cross, because I live very close. And I get to sit with people as they're in their um, last weeks, and they tell me their stories, and they feel seen and heard, mm-hmm. and it prepares them for that passing on. And it's mm. it's not sad and morbid work; it's joyous, absolutely yeah, such a privilege. The
0: guy that asked yeah. me would I go in and help, I said, um, yeah, of course. You know, he said yeah. it's it's tough. Are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. I could I could distance myself a little bit from the yeah. lady. But still, I still have recordings and I listen to her voice. I can't believe she's gone. Yeah. You know, I would have loved her book. Her book would have been a good one. But um, I, I liked helping them get to that stage that I hope I gave her some kind of ease. And she had something to produce, to give to her family. Yeah. She did two good chapters of two different parts of her life. Beautiful. And it was lovely. I, I really enjoyed it. But the, I,
1: other, the other thing, of course, is that when... When you do pass, the person that's left to look after your funeral is not necessarily somebody that's known you your entire life, exactly. you know. So I always, I always kind of jokingly say you have the last word, you know, which is, I, you know, know if your children are look, are, are organising that for you, they've only known you since you became yeah. their mom. If it's yeah. your, you know, if it's your partner, only since then. So what about the whole story from exactly. the start to the start to finish?
0: Yeah. And look, and even if people would love to do it and they don't know where to start. Yeah. They can, I can do it all. You know, I can interview them and help them write it if they want to write it. I can proofread it. How does self-publishing work? Then? Yeah, it, there's all different ways to do it, Lolly. They can record, and you can do the mm. transcribing from recordings now, and I can just make sure it's it works and it's, it's constructed well and it's yeah. it makes sense. That's the I can be the the guide. You know, the guide for all that. Then I know where to go for agencies because I've used my own. Yeah, uh, you know, of a couple of companies I know. Um, so there's, I can do, I can help people with the whole process. Yeah, you know, they don't have to go nothing. anywhere else because yeah. if you go look and it's like, it's a, it's a needle in a haystack. Where who do you trust? The prices are cr- crazy. Some prices are crazy. Yeah, but for the whole package, I offer a package, and I try and and, and to their budget I'll you know t- target it to their budget depending yeah. on what you have. Some people may have something written already. Might just need tweaking. They could be brilliant writers. Yeah, you know. So the, there's lots of different ways to do it. You don't have to worry about not being able to write.
1: In the story arc, we often would talk about, you know, the the uh, <laughs> traditionally it's called the hero's journey and we'll, we'll put no gender on the word hero there. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the hero's journey. And I, I, the thing I find so fascinating about being involved in the story writing or the story business, even through the celebrancy, it's the weddings is the story of the couple's love story. If it's funerals, it's the story of the yeah. life, you know. Like, is that... Every single person thinks, nobody thinks they have a great story. Yeah. And yet the most incredible stories come from people that you just really wouldn't imagine. Ordinary people. Ordinary people. That's what I find. Ordinary. Ex- ordinary people I have extraordinary it. stories. So true, isn't yeah. it?
0: I mean, some of the people in my book are just people from my community. My yeah. oh, God, they have gone through the mail and come out the other end. You know, I'm just a normal girl from Ballybrack. You know, Edel Coffey, who won the Unpust Award last year, is yeah. from Ballybrack. Paul Howard is from Ballybrack. <laughs> Flying the Kelly. flag. Yeah. You know, yeah. where it's normal people. You don't have to be a celebrity. or Celebrities are just the same as you and I, Lolly, aren't they? Yeah. When you meet them, you, you kind of go, oh, my God, but they're just real people. The same thing going on. Probably worse. same fears,
1: the same worries. Yeah. actually, some of the most unhappy people yeah. I know are the wealthiest. In yeah. all honesty, yeah, yeah, as well. So, so the, you know, there's. So, what is it about? What is it about the connectivity? I mean, the story is what we've been doing since our very earliest days, sitting around a fire telling stories. Keys. What is it that happens to us when we explore or we exchange
0: our stories? I think as well. I mean, I wouldn't be a good storyteller like standing up in the way some people stand up and rooms and they can just tell a story and captivate the whole yeah. room i'm not good at like i can't tell jokes around lolly but i can write it yeah. you know I, I write better at telling a story it's bizarre i couldn't stand up and tell a story i hated doing presentations <laughs> there's just natural storytellers yeah. conal Creedon is one of them yeah he stands up and he does lots of speaking events and he just captivates the room yeah it's incredible so I need that experience now. That's my next, next route is going down to speak and thing, which I avoid like the plague. I hate it. But you have a beautiful pace and a beautiful way of speaking, you know, and, and not everything has,
1: not everything is a show, you know, it's, yeah. it's enough just to be you and to turn up and people fear public speaking more than death. Oh you God. know, it's so tough. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've, I've, I've been around people that are incredible on stage yet 10 minutes before absolutely in pieces, you yeah, know, so yeah. they just prepare mentally Learning. and off they go. So and what's, practice. what's
0: coming up for public yeah, speaking for you? That, yeah, I have to, I have to push myself out there. You I do. have to, because, you know, video content is key as well. Showing yeah. people who you are is they're yeah. the ones that work. The personal stories on social media, they're my best posts. Yeah. They 7,000 views. You know, and it's pitching the right stories to the papers that people, that really resonate with people. Yeah. So I'm getting, the pitches I've been pitching are, it's about identity with women. Lots of things that I'm going through myself. Yeah. You know, I have lots more to come on different things from meeting people. A couple of speaking events now in September. I'm doing them with a couple of friends who self published books. I want to change the the the, the snobbery around self-publishing. Love it. And yeah. the idea that we're not as good as traditional writers. Yeah. We are we just have taken things into our own hands the control it, we love control and the whole process and we don't have to churn out books every year we can take our time with our books mm. so i wanted we want to change that myself and two other self published writers and we're speaking at the international dublin writers festival well done in september 16th and we have another workshop to do on our ups and downs and in-betweens of self publishing in uh, as part of the writing, Write Time Festival in Balbriggan, So Brilliant. it's for Culture Night, the yeah. Culture Week. There's loads of stuff. September's a really busy month yeah. for writing and culture and art. I love that month. It's yeah. a busy month. So that's going to be, I'm going to be doing my journalism on the stage, interviewing. I'd love a few more events. I'd love to be able to MC a few events and things like that. I think I'd put like it to on do. your mood board. I'm going to put it on my mood board for next year, but I need yeah. a bit of practice first. I need yeah, to practice, yeah. yeah, and I will because I interview lots of people, but it's all on Zoom. I need to get out, yeah, get up on that stage and put myself out there and just be natural about it, like this, no script. Yeah, I used to script all my interviews on my Zoom at the start, and Wendy was saying to me, "Stop scripting, yeah, stop absolutely. reading. You're reading, you, you can see, yeah, and it works, yeah." So it's good to have a
1: little few bullet points. All right. Magic one time now. If yeah. anything could happen between now and, and the the end of the year, what would it be? What's your biggest ask?
0: I'd love I have written a children's book that I did in Australia, twenty years old. It's been in my drawer for that long and I've always envisioned it as a book. I have illustrations, I know what she looks like in my head, but again I can't draw and the bones of the book. So is find fair. an illustrator. <laughs> but if the traditional <laughs> publishers take you on, they they provide that for you. Yeah, Lolly. So um, I'd love to see that published. I just want my children's Right, I'm going to hold you to it. Yeah. I want you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. What else? There's a memoir in there as well. Okay, good. That's a manuscript in a drawer. I would think I would like that as a stage play. I could see it, different chapters of my life performed on stage. Who'd play you? Do you know who I love? I heard her on the radio being interviewed by Brendan Courtney a while ago. It was the lady who played Shirley Valentine on stage. And I can't think of her name, an actress. She is amazing. Someone like her. Okay. Because it would be like a one-woman show kind of thing. Yeah. At different stages of my life. Because I've had so much. I've, I mean, divorces, miscarriages, single parenting, traveling. You know, there's so much there. I have adoption story. You know, I have a lot. There's lots there. I think I'd love to see it on stage. I think it would be better on stage than in a book. Maybe. All right. Screenplay. Maybe. Yeah. Stage. So that's it. Yeah. yeah. Screenplay. I'd love to do stuff for the stage. Okay. Real stuff. Put yourself stories. a timeline. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this time next year, Lolly,
1: we'll be having a conversation. Follow up. It's Sheridan Smith. Well, we'll, we'll do a shout out for her.
0: <laughs> 100%. <Yeah. laughs>
1: so, I mean, I what I think it is about story for for me is that it connects. So anytime I'm sort of in a class and sort of we'd be going through something in the curriculum or something else, you know, and 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 sort of energy is flat. I'll try and my brain will try and sort of think about a time when I can illustrate an example of it. So a time when I did or we show rather than tell. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, the, the we're moving into this time of more and more uh, um, technology. And, and I think that the thing that we're probably missing is the ability to stop and listen and connect. Yeah. And I, uh, I think mm. that, that when we, you know, I'm looking at AI all the mm. time at the moment, but what the, what it cannot do is creatively contribute mm. to the soul.
0: I'm not scared. I knew you were going to say AI and I was yeah. going to bring that up. Yeah. As a content writer, that's yeah. the main part of my business, websites, blogs, the journalism. Mm. You know, you put posts up on LinkedIn. I can pick out the AI ones a mile away because there's no comments underneath. Yeah, or there's no interaction because AI can't comment back. Yeah, you know, so you can't take that realism out of a post. That human side, that human connection. You can, I can pick. AI is good. It is good, and it is handy. But it's a time saving device. Yeah, it's a time saving device.
1: But it's, it's. I think the difference is, it's it's sort of, as, as at the moment anyway. AI, you know, AI content is. For information. It's not food for the
0: soul. No. It's very different. It is. And you just have to go in and tweak it to your voice. It might give you the bones of something yeah. to work with, which yeah. is fine. Go in and you can you can go in because the words, the language is different. Mm. So you, I can pick it out a mile away. I'm sure you can as well. But if, if there's no interaction under these incredible posts, yeah. that's a sign that that's definitely AI. It is hard to pick it out sometimes too, though, isn't it? I mean... It's an interesting. It's I'm I'm interested to see where it all goes. I think it's I think it's a really interesting time in history where
1: whereby we're at this sort of juncture, and yeah. some of the decisions that we make now are going to be pretty much everlasting. Yeah, you know the technology is already out there. Yeah. We've created it. We just need to make sure that we're all involved.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I Look, I love technology. I haven't gone down the TikTok route yet, Lolly. <laughs> it's another platform to learn. There's enough. I'm, there's enough there huge, to keep reach me going. There, huge reach there there is a huge yeah. reach and I think for a new business starting or an author get on it yeah have a tagline like the guy that did really well on it that died recently he was brilliant the financial guy his name is gone that's a law and that's a fact was his tagline yeah he was incredible on it you can work it really well mm. if you know how to work it and if you have the time TikTok is a big one for business it's flowing. It's well, you really could probably flying. just get your kids putting the content up for you. Yeah, no, they're not allowed on TikTok, Lolly. <laughs> not yet. Not yet, but I think I'd love to hire somebody yeah. to help me with TikTok. Yeah. I would like. I don't want to do it myself. I haven't got time. It's time consuming. Yeah. I have too much more important things to be doing. Yeah. But it's definitely in my sideline of something to do. What does a perfect day look like? <laughs> This is a perfect day today. Ah, you sweetheart. The kids gone back to school. I went for a swim this morning. I have to have my swim in the sea. That keeps my head. I don't know what it is about the sea. Yeah, I lots go in of people saying that. And I come out when I and I know what I need to do. So that would be definitely something I start with. And home to write and, you know, do my journal requests. I have meet loads of people putting out these requests. Um, and then home now with the children and spend the afternoon with them. Because I've worked this morning. I, I stop at three.
1: What book are you reading?
0: What book am I reading at the moment? Atomic Habits. Oh, so good.
1: Yeah. yeah, My friend picked it up for
0: me because I looked at it in the shop in Cork recently and she bought it for me behind my back. But it's perfect. It's about changing those little habits. And I'm really enjoying that at the minute.
1: I can't believe how how far you've come I'm so happy you're in here today talking to me you know from from the person that I met a couple of years ago thinking about doing the course you know and 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 it was all in your reach anyway you just needed that the guide extra bit of confidence yeah you know to be guided and and permission permission Mm. to do to to follow what you knew in your heart was the thing for you
0: the innovation and it was the the course exactly what I needed and Mm. you know I, I always say how good it is the projects were incredible I learned so much from it and still in touch with lots of people. Jan would be a really good. And Jan's gone on to do great things in cyber security. It's great seeing my everyone's girl. Yeah. And um, Kimberly. Yeah. Doing great, Kimberly you know? Brophy.
1: She's been on the radio yeah. as well with her everyone's Naked Glow, with her uh, her, she's, her tan brown. She's
0: amazing for such a young girl. I yeah. mean, I'd just to be in awe.
1: Well, but I'm in awe of all of you guys because you come in with ideas and you turn them yeah. into realities.
0: So. My idea that the project that I, I did in college is something that's still there. I think it's definitely something. I need investors. It'll, it'll marinate. I think it will when it's ready. Yeah. Yeah. It's there. Stage play next. Yeah. Yeah. And the children's yeah. book. Yeah.
1: Watch this space, Lolly. <laughs> <laughs> Yvonne Redden. And it's absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming in and good luck with all of the speaking. Thank you.